Hi everyone, I'm Brent Love and this is Hope Works, a podcast by Hope Surrogacy. You may notice my voice is a little raspy today. That's because I have two children under two who go to daycare, which is like Disneyland for germs. So we're all a little under the weather at my house right now. Um, You'll hear raspiness in my voice. I feel fine. Um, You'll hear it in the intro, but you won't hear it in the recording with our guests since we recorded this conversation some time ago. Um, But anyway, thought I would clear that up. Now, on with the show. For this season of HopeWorks, we've asked intended parents to share what it's like to build their families through surrogacy. And today, we are so excited to introduce you to Francois and Jerome. Francois and Jerome live in Paris, and they are the proud dads of twins, Roman and Betty, who turned eight years old this year. We recorded this episode while I was in Minnesota and the dads were in Paris. So you'll notice a little crackling um, from the recording and that just has to do with being on two sides of the Pacific Ocean. But despite the distance, we really connected over our experiences, um, especially being gay men who've become dads with the help of surrogates. I actually saw their story on TV before I ever met Francois and Jerome. The two dads are the stars of a French documentary about surrogacy, which follows them on their journey with their surrogate Wisconsin. And before my husband and I started becoming parents, Mary, from Hope, sent us a DVD of the movie and we got to watch their story unfold. So I am so grateful that they're sharing it with you today. The documentary itself is kind of hard to find in the US, but I will link to the website in the blog post for this episode on hopesurrogacy.com, and you can actually follow that link and watch the trailer, which is very cool. It's been over eight years since Francois and Jerome became parents through surrogacy. They traveled across continents, made their way to Wisconsin, and met Mary, one of the founders of Hope Surrogacy. They were matched with Colleen, their surrogate, and what came next was bigger than they could have imagined. Francois called it an incredible human adventure, and I couldn't agree more. Okay, hi guys. Hi, hi Brent. Brent. <laughs> it's really, I, I have to say, I know um, we talked before starting the recording, but it's very cool to be talking to both of you. Thank you. Especially, Thank you. you know, having seen the documentary that was made about your family. Um, it's like I've seen you at uh, some of the biggest, highest highs. And also um, one scene that will always stay with me is the two of you late at night with the twins on the first night looking so tired. <laughs> <laughs> but excited too. Huh? Oh, for sure. Nothing beats how much uh, love you can see on the faces. But but you know what? Mm. Eight years later, it's still quite tiring. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. <laughs> okay, that's pretty good. Um, so there's so much to talk about um, in the story of your family. But of course, the most important thing that we can talk about is my very first question for you, which is, what are your kids like? Can you Ooh. tell me about your kids, yeah. how old they are, what their personalities are like, they what are, your family life uh, is like? They are going to turn eight uh, the 5th of June. Wow. Uh, Betty is a joyful uh, little girl. Uh, she's very sweet, uh, smart. Uh, Roman loves math a lot. It's, uh, mm-hmm. it's an advanced kid. They have a super good relationship together. So, mm-hmm. yes, it was quite a, a big uh, event in our lives, for sure. Yeah. I, I think, like, all parents will tell you that they are fantastic, <laughs> actually. <laughs> and, and, and we love them. And, uh, but uh, they are really great, great kids. I mean, they are very different. So we are very lucky because uh, it's a boy and it's a girl and they have completely different personalities, but in the same time, they they really love each other. So it's, they are very uh, close, yes. Yeah, they are very close. And it's, it's yeah, it's uh, for us as parents, it's, uh, it's a gift every day. 
So we're going to be talking about your surrogacy journey, which happened over, I mean, it started over eight years ago, obviously, because your kids are eight now. Mm -hmm. Um, When you think back to that time of your lives um, and at the point where you kind of first started the surrogacy journey, it's all just one big dream of what your family will be like. Do you, looking at your situation now, do you feel like your dreams have come true? Is it what you expected it to be like? Uh, good question. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I, I think uh, uh, when we started this process, or I think uh, our surrogate, Colleen, was already pregnant. Uh, at some point, and it's in the documentary, she told us, you will see, it will be more fun, more happiness, more joy than you could ever have thought about. And in the same time, some moments will be more difficult than you 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 could ever imagine. I think that's uh, that's the reality. Uh, but it's um, it's it's clearly our, our our dreams come true. Definitely, this is exactly what we wanted. And it's full of surprise every time. <laughs> mm. <laughs> no, but we 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 really are so lucky. I mean, it's uh, it's in, in the end we are a family of four, and we live the same life in a way, I guess, as uh, everybody everybody else. But it's uh, it's it's really fun. It's not fun every day because you know educating kids is is. It's quite a journey. It's quite a challenge. I mean, it's uh, it's a second job, but uh, it's uh, yeah, that's really what we wanted. That's I I try to tell people sometimes. You know, with my now she's turning eighteen months, my daughter, and people ask me similar questions. And you know, is it everything you hoped it would be? And I'm like, oh, it's it's so much more like. In a way, I feel like parenthood is a little undersold, even though everyone tells, says it's so wonderful. I'm like, no, it's bigger. It's always bigger than than you could have imagined it being before you became parents. Yeah, it's 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 exactly this. I think uh, may, maybe uh, a strong memory I've got is that uh, um, when they were born, mm. uh, the day they were born uh they well the day and five minutes after they were born basically the doctors brought them to us and and first time i saw them it's it was like it felt like suddenly they it almost felt like they i don't know that they came out of my body in a way or Mm -hmm. i could feel something like i could feel warmth something very warm inside my body uh, starting in my feet and getting to my head, and it's <laughs> wow. something really I never felt before. I mean, that's uh, I only felt that once in my life. That's when uh, I saw them for the first time. Uh, it's it's something unique. I, I don't know if one day I will feel the same, but it's and suddenly in, in one second I, I knew that uh, they were what is most precious to me in life. Immediately, it was like. <gasps> Wow, it's okay. I, I I could die for them, and that's something that you, I don't know if everybody feels the same when they see their children the first time, but that's something that I personally I felt very very strongly. Wow, and everything was like uh, perfect as soon as they were born. Uh, the staff at the hospital was great. They helped us a lot to teach us how to bath the kids, how to look after them. And uh, it was a special time at the hospital with the family, Colin and Frank, plus us, plus the staff. It was like a unique moment, a super warm and joyful time. It was like obvious it was a great, great memory. Yeah. Can I ask to go back in time a little bit as, mm-hmm. you know, as a gay man myself uh, growing up, I, it was often unclear to me what my family would look like 
when you think back on yourselves, you know, well before you met each other even, did you always have an idea that you would have children? Um, did it always feel like something you would figure out or were there times in your life where you weren't sure if it would even be possible? Um, kind of as gay men, how did you come to believing that you should be parents? For me, you know, uh, when I did my coming out to my mom the first time, I uh, I told her that I was gay. I just told her, uh, mom, you are not going to be grandma. Mm. It was the way to tell her the, that I was gay. But actually, I was wrong. <laughs> mm. And... Uh, <laughs> To be honest, I didn't expect to have a family. I didn't really, uh, I wasn't thinking about me having a family because for me it was like impossible. And when I met Francois, only a few days after I met him, he, he told me, he told me uh, I would like to have a family and I would like to have kids. And for me, it was like unreal. It was like surreal for me, surreal. Uh, for me, uh, it, 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 it was clear that uh, I always wanted to, to have a family and to have children. And first, when I was younger, I, I did not realize I was gay. So uh, I could imagine myself with a wife and children. And mm -hmm. then when I realized um, I was gay, I didn't think about this immediately, but there was a short moment in my life, short period of time where I think when I turned 20, I realized that uh, being gay meant I, I would never have children. But like one or two years later, I did some research and actually thanks to mainly American uh, literature or documentation that I could find in libraries, um, I, I realized that in fact, uh, families made of uh, two women or two fathers or gay fathers, lesbian mothers or whatever the formula, were as happy and uh, as structured families as any other families. And that basically uh, being gay or, or, or being straight is completely uh, irrelevant to, to the fact that your children are going to be uh, uh, happy children. Basically, mm -hmm. it's uh, what matters is, I mean, that seems obvious to say it, but we still have to say it. What matters is if you love them and if you want them and you love them and you raise them properly and then uh, every, everything goes smoothly. Just like other families. Just like other families. Yes, exactly. Can you kind of describe, like, how did you come to this idea of surrogacy in Wisconsin? How did you get there? Actually, uh, after having seen this documentary on TV, Francois contacted the director of this documentary and uh, he put us in touch with the agency. Uh, and we had a long talk together and they advised us to, uh, to uh, enroll a kind of association of uh, uh, gay families, you know, uh, people who are in the same... Uh, uh, mm. So we, we've met uh, fa families who had kids, people who, who were... Uh, uh, into the process and others who were like us, like beginners, uh, trying to have more information about surrogacy and to have these testimonies was super, super interesting. And, and we had lots of informations also about uh, surrogacy agencies. So we started to contact them. And, uh, and at the end, we... Uh, we we were in touch with Mary Murphy and uh, very quickly we had a super good uh, feeling. She was super reassuring uh, and we we really had uh, this feeling that we have to 
continue the process with her. That's how we we met her, and she was a a great part of our story. And we we made friends. <laughs> She's actually going to to France in a few days, and we are so happy to see them again. I love that, and I love um, having you know. I just talked to mary um about her trip and it's one of the highlights is seeing the two of you but of <laughs> course i know uh many times in your journey so far that you've you know been together um, yes 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 can and i ask she was at our wedding too which is just crazy it's just beautiful <laughs> can i ask um when you first yeah. heard the idea of having you know connecting to a surrogate in the US. Do you remember like were you intimidated by the this idea? Um kind of was it scary at first to think about yes. becoming parents in this way? Of course. Of course it was really scary. Maybe well, if 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 I go back in time a little bit, I should say that initially when we when we decided we wanted to become parents, we first we thought about adoption, actually. And we thought about adoption because we didn't know about surrogacy. Um, I think somewhere in my head I knew it existed, but I'm not even sure. And then for many reasons, you know, adoption is, is, is a great human adventure too, but it can be quite difficult with a lot of mm -hmm. obstacles and in the country where we come from France there are nearly no children to be adopted you need to go abroad and at the time being uh, a gay couple um, meant that I, mean, I think that's still the case that in the world it would be very very difficult to to adopt children because adoption is close to to gay fathers in, in most countries in the world so it's still true. Yes. So we, um, there was a short period of time where it was a bit depressing because then I realized that this dream probably would never come true until a good friend of us told us about surrogacy. And uh, my first reaction, very emotional reaction was, are you crazy? I would never do this because it's it's cruel because i didn't know what surrogacy was i just have a vague idea and um i i i couldn't i didn't know at the time that uh, for the surrogate it, it it was a great adventure too and that um she i mean we have such a nice such strong relationship with our surrogate colleen today and i i didn't know that in most cases, um, surrogates um, uh, are really happy to do this and, and to provide this to, to another family. That's that's one of the great things that they do in their lives too. So, um, so that changed my perception of surrogacy because then after we had this discussion with this friend where she told me, well, I think your ideas about surrogacy may be wrong, then this, this friend, she, 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 she told me about some magazines and then we found some magazines where some surrogates were basically explaining why they did it and how fulfilled they were, how happy, mm. complete they felt because they were able one day to help another couple to become a family and to have children. And that was something completely new to me because that's something I never thought about. I always thought that to be a surrogate would be sort of sacrifice. And in fact, I, I'm not saying may, there must be, and Colin would say that during the pregnancy, there must be some, some difficult moments where it's mm -hmm. more painful, obviously, and that's something that I, I, we cannot, well, we will never feel this and, and we will never be able to, to express how thankful we are to, to Colin and our family yeah. to have done what they have done. But in the end, we, we realized, and she could say it herself, that it's, it made her so happy to be able to do this for us, uh, although she didn't know us at all, obviously, in the first place. And that's what yeah, is, I think that's also what is extraordinary in this, is that it's, mm -hmm. 
It's people coming from completely different backgrounds, different countries, different cultures. And in the end, uh, we ended up being so close. So you had your very first conversation um, with Mary. Was that over the phone? Was that or Skype or something like that? Oh, that, that's also something I would like to tell you about because it, that was something very uh, funny and very strong in our in our yeah. adventure in our journey. That um, I, I would spare you the details, but indeed we were in contact with other agencies in the U.S. because mm -hmm. the uh, people who were guiding us, helping us in, in front, they they had the contact details of serious sure. agencies in the US and we we discussed with agencies in California in 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 Boston in in different places and everybody was very professional i mean everybody was very professional helpful no, mm -hmm. no problem about that but something was missing i i felt something was missing um and I realized later, after talking to Mary, that what was missing, in fact, was uh, uh, I, I, I don't know if I can express myself well in English because the words may fail me. But uh, it's it, it's, uh, it's something about humanity, about uh, mm -hmm. about feelings uh, that Mary is is bringing to this human adventure because it's it's a real adventure. It's it's not. I mean, for us, and I think for Mary, it was the same. It's not about signing a contract and reading clauses and uh, 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 making sure that you have uh, the best doctors and the best clinic. Of course, all this is important, but it's mainly about human relationships, and I think that's that's where uh, Mary makes or the difference with the other people mm -hmm. that we met and that we talked to. And I think the first minute we talked to Mary over the phone, I mean, we call her and we talked to her, we didn't know what to expect. And I think the first minute we thought, okay, <laughs> 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 if, if we want to go in this extraordinary adventure, it has to be with somebody like Mary because she, wow. she, she, yeah, she can, yeah, she can. She she's so good at at understanding the feelings of 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 the people she she's working with, are feeling the feelings of the surrogate, and she she can anticipate and understand how we will feel about this and that, and she can be extremely reassuring in the same time, very clear about the process, and you know, and and she feeds you in a way with so many examples of what happened with this couple, what happened with this other mm -hmm. family and uh, etc. And it's, uh, it's, uh, yes, she, she was absolutely fantastic. And, uh, and, uh, and, and her personality is so great that she even makes it entertaining, you know, <laughs> <laughs> because she's really fun and really funny. And, uh, yeah. So, uh, just a I love that. yeah, just a phone conversation with Mary, and then that was it. I mean, I think we we called her. Uh, we spent one hour over the phone, or more, even more, with with Mary. And when we hung up, we looked at each other with Jerome, and we said, "Okay, it's Mary." <laughs> That's awesome. I had a very similar experience. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Talking to Mary, Mary was also the first person I talked to. So. Um, I remember that feeling when, so you have your phone conversation. Um, what happened next? Uh, we had to wait uh, a few. So, so we, we filled the, the form. The, and after we, we waited for a few months, I guess, until uh, Mary called us and say, I think I found a gem for you. Hmm. And uh, and she was she was uh, she was right. So uh, she was completely right. But I, I think just one precision, general. I think she she had in mind uh, 
uh, after talking to us quite rapidly, she contacted us and she said, I think I have somebody in mind for you and this would be a good match, but there is a process. I need to go through it and I need to do uh, checks and I need mm -hmm. to, to make sure about all this, you know, because uh, uh, it's about human feelings, but in the same time, Mary is very uh, professional, so she would she would do all the necessary checks with the surrogate medical checks, but also um, personal. I think she need, yeah, she wants to meet the, the husband and to make sure that the whole family uh, knows what they the journey they they are about to start and why they do it. Yeah. That they they understand very clearly what what they are doing. The opportunities and also the risks and mm -hmm. and I think it took her three or four months to to clarify all this and, and so you have to wait but uh, I mean it's uh, uh, it's it's really necessary and it's yes, really it's reassuring process yes so how so you eventually got a call from Mary and said okay I have the match. Yes. Here's her name. Here's her photo. Here's her details. Um, how long from that moment until you were on a plane to Wisconsin? One thing which is, I think, also it's very important to to me mm -hmm. that Colleen choose the family too. Mm -hmm. uh, so, in a way, Colleen choose us. And uh, when uh, Marie called us back to say, uh, Colleen, he, he is okay to meet you. And uh, we, we fly it. And we have this uh, super, it was, it was, uh, it was, we were, I, I was a bit, sh not shy, but, it, it, it was quite an adventure for sure. I, I, I was thrilled and uh, uh, shy at the same time. So, and we had, we had this funny moment because uh, we were a bit uh, in advance for the, the rendezvous. And uh, actually, I, I saw a big car uh, parked and uh, with the woman inside and I said it's her <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, so and Colleen went out and uh, we started to chat and Mar Mar what, Mary did you came. start to talk chat in the parking lot Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and, 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 and Mary came and she, she felt so embarrassed, but it was so funny at the same time. <laughs> so uh, we, uh, and after we had uh, this uh, long uh, interview uh, mm -hmm. all together, and uh, it was the time to ask all the questions that you want to ask about the field that you can have the it's 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 a, it's a, a special moment too it's it can be weird at some time because we are talking about uh, such personal things and you just start uh, to meet someone so uh, it was a bit um, uh, <laughs> It's emotional. It's super emotional. Actually, from the uh, from the moment that uh, Mary called us and said, "I think I found a gem for you," and then we 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 hung up with Mary. From that moment, everything went very fast. And then, uh, just a few weeks later, we uh, maybe three weeks later, we were on a plane to to Wisconsin. And, and then uh, Mary had organized everything for us. And in 10 days, we went through the whole process of meeting. Obviously, the most important part was to, to meet Colleen and, to, uh, mm -hmm. yeah, and to, to get to know each other. And, and we, we met her many times and her family, etc. And in the course of this process, we also... Uh, had interviews with uh, 
I think with psychologists, with the clinics, uh, we had to do some some uh, tests at the clinic to make sure everything was all right. Um, but uh, we it, it all went very fast, and it was uh, yeah very emotional and very tiring too at some point. <laughs> Um, yeah, really, and obviously the very emotional moment is, uh, is is when you meet your surrogate for the first time because it was. What emotions were you feeling when you when you met her uh, in the parking lot? Oh, I we we were uh, excited, bit, ex- excited, but it's 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 a bit frightening because it's uh, it's uh, you that's something that by definition you have never done before in your life. And that almost nobody around you has ever done before. So it's not, you know, you have a lot of experiences in life that you, at some point, you have to do it for the first time, like your first date mm-hmm. or your first exam and uh, sometimes the death of your parents, etc. But that's something that happens usually to almost everybody around you and that you heard about it before uh, and 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 people can relate to to this to these experiences and they they comfort you they support you they are here to to tell you it's going to be okay etc but here we have to say to be honest surrogacy is something that uh, is unknown to most people around you and uh, and so it's like jumping in the unknown to some extent so me, I don't know about you, Jean, but me, uh, to a large extent, I was. Uh, it was a little bit scary, uh, to be honest, because I, I was afraid of, I don't, I don't know, and I don't, I don't know what, but I, because you don't know what to expect, then uh, you have fears, you know. Yeah. And uh, but in fact, as soon as we started to discuss with Colin and obviously <laughs> that's where Mary plays a very important part <laughs> in this adventure mm-hmm. because we uh she she yeah she she, she we we, we uh, basically uh, we sat in, on, on those sofas or at a table I can't remember with Mary Colin Jerome and myself and we spent the morning chatting and, and and Mary was very uh, very good at at creating the bounds between Colin and us, and at making us comfortable because we were nervous. Obviously, we were nervous. I, yeah. Colin was not. She was, yeah, she was. I mean, maybe probably she was, but uh, he, I, I didn't see it like I could feel myself. But we were <laughs> we were very nervous, and uh, Mary made us feel very comfortable actually and for yeah for two or three hours we had a long discussion where we tried to touch every topic like and that's what i i liked very much too is it was very clear and transparent like okay uh, we were very transparent and honest about ourselves where we come from same Corinne told us about her life why she wanted to be a surrogate why she was doing this what was the what were the personal reasons she had for doing this? And uh, do you remember any of those personal reasons that she said? Yes, I I, th- I think she she, she had issues, I think she would be okay if I say it, but she she I, th- I think she she wouldn't mind if we say that. Yes, she she had struggled herself to to have mm. children, and um, so she. Uh, uh, she could carry children, but she um, it was difficult for for her to become pregnant, and um, mm-hmm. and they had many tries with her husband, and in the end they managed to uh, to be pregnant with her own uh, eggs, and it was a great success. But it was a long journey for them, such a long journey that. I think at some point they felt like, okay, we are so lucky that in the end we were able to become parents that if one day we can help other people, we will do it. Wow. And wow. And, and they are great people, really great people. I mean, unique people. And I think the only thing is that probably 
they didn't expect that the people they would help one day would be a a, a gay couple from Paris. <laughs> <laughs> okay, can we talk about that for a minute? Like, so part of the nervousness and the emotions you were feeling had to come from going through this process so far away from home. Yes. And in a different country and in a different culture. Do you, do you remember thinking about that at the time and kind of what that experience, like how that experience played a part in all of the things that you were feeling at the time? But the thing, uh, it's also because the surrogacy is forbidden in France. Mm -hmm. The wedding for gay uh, gay couples didn't exist at the time. Mm -hmm. Now it's okay. It's allowed. It was very complicated. Actually, we were we were obviously. Um, going through such a journey in a foreign country is it adds difficulty to this whole journey so uh you you, you need to be to be to be prepared and uh, it's uh, another thing that makes it that adds to uh, to the fact that you are nervous about all this because you don't know what to expect and obviously um uh the way it works uh, in another country is different than your own country. So the medical system is different. The um, insurance system is different. A lot of things are different. And, and so that's why, uh, especially when you are a uh, foreigner, you, you need the support of, uh, of an agency and uh, of people like Mary, because obviously you guys, uh, Brent, Mary, basically you guys, you are there to uh, to yeah. make things um, smooth and easy for people like us who who have no clues how it works in the US. So basically, without you guys, we would be completely lost. And uh, and basically, uh, at, at the time, Mary. Uh, made it very uh, very simple uh, for us uh, any time she told us okay this is what to expect so you need to complete this form you send it there and this will be fine and guess what it was fine mm. it was fine all the time and actually um, uh, we were concerned about the uh, legal situation in our own country uh, in the end more than about in the US because in the US uh, everything was under control because if you see it's uh it's uh, it's people like mary have a lot of experience and it's, mm -hmm. it's perfectly legal and when you when you uh i don't know if it's still the same but when you uh go through surrogacy you you declare online to the ministry or to the health uh i don't know what you call it again in the us not the health ministry but anyway you everything is transparent and everything is uh, mm -hmm. regulated and controlled. So it's, there's nothing to be worried about in the end. But obviously, before you do it, you don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's all nerves. Yeah. When you um, were spending that 10 days, did you get to spend much time with Colleen and her family? Yes, I know you're going to appointments and everything, right? But also, like, did you just have some time to, to kind of relax and enjoy each other's company and get to know each other? Yes, 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 yes. And also, uh, one point which was super important and very touching for me, because you always uh, talk about the surrogate and the, but. Her husband was a big part of the the story too, mm. and uh, it was super super touching, uh, super moving. Uh, it was super delicate. He support Colin one hundred percent, maybe two hundred percent, and uh, okay. um, plus the kids. We met. The whole family, the parents, the 
brothers and sisters, the whole family. I think it's very important what John just said because it's, uh, yeah, obviously we had time. Um, yeah, we had we had time to uh, to to meet Colleen, her husband, the children, but also uh, the parents of Colleen, the parents of Frank, uh, the husband of Colleen, and and basically we we had time to get to know each other, and that was very important. So you have, you know, these 10 days, and of course you're not going to stay in Wisconsin for the entire pregnancy. You go back home to Paris. Um, what was it like during, well, so let me say you have, uh, I don't actually know this. You have the embryos and then you have the transfer. Were you able to be there for the transfer? No, we were not, but they, uh, called us to to say this day this time you must be reachable <laughs> <laughs> any time any minute yeah yeah that's right um do, did you get like a phone call or a skype call or something at the tra- on the transfer day we we, we had a f- we had a phone call uh they they had to to check uh the quality of the embryos and that's why we we must uh, be at a special time to 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 know if uh, the quality of the embryos because we we were both donors. Mm-hmm. So if, for instance, uh, Francois ones were not good or mine were not good, we had to decide uh, what we. We're choosing, and uh, we both have uh, good ones. And we ask if we could have um, one embryos of Francois, one of mine, uh, because at the time they were putting two embryos, and uh, it was a success, and actually very, very. Uh, sorry, my my English sometimes. No, don't worry. <laughs> Very soon, we knew that uh, Colleen was pregnant. And uh, do you did you like on the tr- day of the transfer? Were you were you were you able to talk to Colleen? Because obviously she's going in for this appointment. Um, were you able to talk to her on that day? Yes, yes, yes. We we uh, were calling her and uh, email uh, very, very uh, often. There were a magical moments, a very mm. magical moment when Colleen called us uh, and we hear for the first time the heart of the baby's beating. Wow. And it was it was really 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 amazing. Amazing. And like, and, and we both cried. It was super wow. strong, super strong. Uh, but 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 when um. I think when the transfer happens, uh, if you can't be there at the moment, you you, you need to be on high alert because it's, it's uh, the doctors may have to make decisions like are we transferring one embryo or two embryos? Uh, I mean, there may be some decisions to be made and they have little time for that. So that's why you need to be reachable sure. any time and to be on the phone. Um, and, and then it's something like four or five weeks later, they go in to ch- check for the heartbeat, which is when uh, I'm assuming maybe you were on the phone. Yes, and, uh, yes. And, yes, and and that one is fantastic when they go and check the heartbeat. And we we obviously we couldn't. I think we 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 flew back to the U.S. a few times during pregnancy, but not that many because it's it's not possible. You have your job. You uh, yeah. uh, you have to pay. The, Flights, so uh, you, you you cannot just like this be uh, with a surrogate uh, every every other month or every month. However, the the doctors made 
made it in such a way that we could hear the heartbeat of the babies for the first time. And any time uh, there was a, uh, an ultrasound or an exam, or not an exam, but a, uh, any, any time there was an appointment with the doctors, the doctors made uh, sure that we could be part of that either on the phone or via video uh, conference call. So, okay, we were on the other side of the Atlantic Ocean, but uh, in a way they made us feel close uh, to Karim and to the babies. Were there ever times during the pregnancy where you felt nervous or scared because you knew your babies were very far away? No, not not really. It's just that uh, at some point it went quicker and quicker, and suddenly you realize it is going to happen very soon. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so and you have this pressure. Did... You have this pressure that the moment is is, is coming. So. But first of all, did you ever, did you have to prepare for a surprise? You know, because most people, when they're having a baby, they just, they have the, you know, maybe a bag at their house ready for the hospital. Oh, yes, yes. And then the water breaks. Like, did you have that kind of thing, even though you're like in Paris? We, and your we, yes, of course. Of course. We were <laughs> preparing the, the bedroom. Uh, mm. buying stuff and uh, try to be prepared, you know. <laughs> uh, wow. And uh, when did? But we we had we had the suitcases ready at some point, um, and and everything was ready. Yeah, there, there were some supplies that we knew we would buy in the U.S. because it's uh, mm -hmm. uh, it's best, it's easier. You you don't want to fly with a big. Um, Push chair, no. Uh -huh, uh, uh -huh. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, we knew. So, so we, actually, we we managed. We were lucky because we were able to fly two days before uh, the delivery, and so we had time to uh, to get the supplies and, and to wait uh, for the uh, for the the babies to be born. Okay, can we talk about the big day then? What was the delivery day like for the two of you? It was it was super funny how it happened because uh, Colin was at the hospital and she had like a, a blood pressure problem, so uh, she uh, she contacted us and. Uh, after after a time, she she called us and said uh, everything is all right now. Uh, you can uh, come to say hello. It was our plan to 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 go there. And when we came to the hospital, as it it wasn't planned at the, the moment, but she we 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 saw Colin and she said, by the way, we are go I am going to deliver very soon. And I remember we were with shorts, just coming to say hello, bringing magazines, and uh, and it was the time. So I was uh, as soon as I knew I was just concerned about Colin's uh, uh, health because mm -hmm. it, it it put quite a big pressure because I just wanted her to feel uh, comfortable and to be safe. So I was at the same time excited about the situation, but super, super concerned about, uh, I want things happen very smoothly, very, very good for her. And for Frank too, because Frank came as soon as he knew that uh, Colin was about to deliver. So, and uh, Colin's mom was there too. So we were the three of us waiting. Frank was with Colin in the 
uh, surgery uh, uh, place with the doctors. Uh, and we were waiting in a room with uh, Colin's mom until we hear the uh, the baby's scream, the first ones, and uh, and uh, we we knew that everything was all right. The doctors came, the nurses, and uh, so we were able to see the kids uh, as soon as she delivered. We knew that everything went uh, very well. Uh, so after the, we were able to see the, the kids when the nurses were like, uh, they were cleaning them, they were, uh, weighed them and, uh, and after, uh, they bring the babies and we have like this, this moment together, uh, Frank was with us, with us too. So it was at the hospital. It was like a perfect moment, a super, 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 super nice. Do you remember how you were feeling, Francois? Like when you found out that she's going to deliver the babies, and even during the time you were waiting. Well, I was super excited because I couldn't wait. Really, we couldn't wait. And at the same time, uh, I was nervous and I was concerned because you you want the babies to be fine, but you also want uh, the surrogate to be to be fine uh, because you you create bonds and uh, and you. Well, you, you are concerned for all of them because obviously in most cases everything goes well, but you never know. Uh, sometimes it, it's not going well. It's not about surrogacy, but it's about nature. Anything can happen. So you, you, you are very nervous, and I was very nervous. I was never very nervous for basically for the three of them, uh, Colin and the babies. And yes, but the funny thing is that uh, the mother of... Uh, Colleen was waiting with us and she was comforting me like don't be so nervous it's going to be fine it's going to be all right it's okay <laughs> and, and uh, do you remember um do you remember the first time you got to hold your babies yes it was just after the delivery just after <sighs> the nurses you know they clean the babies they weighed them, and, uh, and after uh, they bring us the babies, we had the chance to have a, a room at the hospital, and uh, we were we were helped with the nurses, as I told you before, and it was mm -hmm. uh, it was uh, a special moment. All together, we were super. We were a family. Do you remember who you held first? Because there are two, so you can only hold one at a time. Yes, yeah? yes, yes. I think. Yes. So do you remember who you held first? Uh, yes, Betty. Betty was yes. in your arms, meaning that Roman was in Francois's arms. Is yes. this right? I think so, yeah. I remember, well, the feeling is, I, uh, I think that I remember... Yeah, the first time I because you see the babies first time they bring the babies to you, but the babies are in, in this coffin, and then the nurses take them and they clean them, they change them, and then they bring them back to you when when you are in, in the bedroom, and that was when I I first held Roman um, against my chest, and and uh, Jerome did the same. With, with Betty, and I think it's extraordinary. I mean, suddenly it's like, uh, it's difficult to describe. I mean, it's like, it's so powerful, so emotional, so, it, because it's becoming concrete. <laughs> yeah. Then it's, it's been a journey, but then now it, it's, it's concrete and it's, to be honest, when it's true that when you are gay, even, even though personally I always thought, well, I'm, I will be a parent. It's not because I'm gay, I will never be a parent. Sometimes deep inside you, you know that it's, it's not a given. 
it's going to be it can be difficult and 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 many people uh, do not have that chance so when finally your dream comes true and you can hold your baby in your arms it's well yeah One more thing from the hospital, I want to ask, kind of after you have the delivery and after you go through, you know, you you finally have your children in your arms, what was it like to end that journey with Colleen? So Colleen uh, was in a room just beside us. She saw the babies, of course. I think that... Uh, we stayed uh, two days at the hospital. Three days. Three days. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yes. and uh, we had to leave the hospital. We found, uh, Mary found a place for us to stay. We, we, we decided to stay uh, one month in the States. It was like, uh, I was super happy to have this time all together. Uh, I was super relaxed, but it's true that when we when we left uh, Colleen, it was emotional to leave her uh, at the hospital. She gave us a milk. She she frozen mm. uh, breast milk, so we we visit each other quite uh, regularly during this period of time. We were also super, super busy because I don't, I don't remember the number of, of hours that we were able to sleep, but it wasn't so much. <laughs> <laughs> when, when, when you have twins at the beginning, it's a bit crazy. But, but one, one thing is that when we, when we left the hospital, so when we had to part with, with Corinne and when we had to live on one direction with, with our children and, and, then, and then leave Corinne and her husband behind, it was very sad. In a way, it was, very, it was quite hard at, at that time for actually that the way I felt it because I, uh, that was the first time in, in nine months that basically the children and Corinne uh, uh, we're not together. And even though it was clear and it's always been clear for Corinne that, uh, uh, these were not, uh, her children. Uh, the thing that she, she's such an amazing person that, um, for the nine months of the pregnancy, I never felt like, Oh, I'm away from my children. I hope they are in good hands because she's such a fantastic person that I knew that there was absolutely nothing to to be worried about because she uh, she provided so much care during the pregnancy for for the children. I mean, I, I knew they couldn't be in better hands than 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 with Colin, and and so yeah, yeah. So obviously, uh, it's not like I think f- for her it was clear that she they were our children it was not her children but still it was very emotional i guess for her so i i i, I it's a different it's difficult to express what you feel at that moment and also what you feel well i, I one thing i could feel that i i was living with the children and i i was thinking all the time how can i express my gratitude to Karim, because what she has done for us is uh, the, the greatest gift, basically. I don't think uh, you can do a greatest gift than that. I mean, it's. Yeah. And I was always thinking, I will never be able to. To to, to, to provide to her what she had, to give it back. And, and that made me. I couldn't, at some point, I have to say, I, could, I couldn't help crying when I was thinking about, about Corinne and about what she did for us. I just couldn't help crying because I, I, f- I felt so much gratitude 
I mean that it's overwhelming. It's yeah, it's really overwhelming, and and that's something you cannot control. But it's not it's not bad. It's it's full of emotions, and uh, we are humans, and uh, and yeah, and these are probably some of those strongest moments in my in my life and in our lives and and all this time of the pregnancy the delivery being there with with the surrogate and the children is among the best moments uh, in all my life do you still feel that now i mean it's been 8 years since the delivery of your children do you still feel those kinds of emotions yes, of it's it's less obviously uh, over the years it's not as strong as the day of the delivery or the day when you you part with with Corinne and you go in one direction with the children you don't think about it every day but uh, personally it took me many days many weeks until I could overcome this uh, I didn't want to overcome this feeling but it took me uh, yeah, weeks when I was crying anytime I was thinking about uh, Karin and wow. about what she did for us. It, yeah, it took me weeks. I, I couldn't explain. It was just anytime I was thinking about her, I was crying. What's your relationship now? So you, obviously you're back in Paris and you've raised these uh, children for the last eight years in Paris. What's your relationship with Colleen and her family like now? Or what it, has it been even over the we, past eight we years? We try to uh, come back to the States every two or three years. Uh, we thought that it was super important. Uh, we also decided to have, uh, uh, to have an English nanny for the kids. Uh, because we want them to be comfortable uh, in English. Uh, they are both uh, half American and French. So, uh, because we we wanted them to be to be fluent in English, to be able to have a relationship with Colleen and uh, all of our American friends. So yes, we 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 did uh, several uh, trip in America, and we every time we we visit uh, Colleen and her family. Colleen uh, came also to our wedding, so with mm. uh, Frank and the daughter, their daughters. So yes, we we shared uh, we shared special moments together. It's true that after eight years, we the relationship is a bit more distant now because uh, during the pregnancy and after the pregnancy and after the delivery and during the first months, we were in contact all the time, sending emails or doing phone conversations. And then after, yeah, after eight years, we we, uh, well, the, the relationship becomes a bit more distant because obviously you you live in different countries far away so uh, it's it's not the same but we uh, we are connected through facebook <laughs> and uh, every i think almost every every week or I mean, sometimes every day uh, uh, we read each other posts and we react to to each other posts thanks to facebook so uh, we we maintain this contact and we we are still Close. It's like uh, there are no words to describe. I think this relationship because uh, uh, Corinne is obviously not the mother of the children, but she's she is she, she, she but she she's very important to them. And she, but th- there are no exact words to describe this relationship. And to us uh, now, it's more like a very close friend but who lives abroad so we have a sort of distant relationship but anytime we have the possibility to to talk or to be together then it's a, it's it's a happy moment Oh 
Hope Works is a podcast created by Hope Surrogacy. We love sharing these surrogacy stories with you. Make sure that you subscribe at hopesurrogacy.com slash podcast or on iTunes so you don't miss a minute. Thank you to the entire community of surrogates, parents, and supporters who make this work so amazing. And a special thank you to Francois and Jerome. Your story is so special to all of us at Hope. And myself, as a gay dad, I am so inspired by your story. Thank you for sharing it. We'd also love to give a big thank you to Seed Trust, who has helped make this episode possible. Seed Trust provides dependable escrow services for surrogates, intended parents, and egg donors. During your surrogacy journey, you have got to have a solid plan for your finances. Believe me, as a parent who had a baby through surrogacy, I know. At Seed Trust, you'll find quality managers you can count on and a secure online platform that's accessible, transparent, and reliable. SeedTrustEscrow.com. On time, online, worry free. That's SeedTrustEscrow.com. If you're listening and you're interested in finding out more about becoming a surrogate, come chat with us at HopeSurrogacy.com. Find stories on the blog, leave us a message on our contact page, or come say hello on Instagram and Facebook. Just search at Hope Surrogacy. And if you're going to Instagram and Facebook and you've got a remedy for someone losing their voice, please leave it in the comments. Thank you for listening to Hope Works. On behalf of all of us at Hope, Mary, Leanne, Amy, and myself, we can't wait to hear from you and to talk about how hope works. <laughs>